everybody to Street Fight Radio. It's the Wednesday show, formerly the basement show, now the streamed show. Uh, Brian and I are here to talk to all y'all about what's going on in the world like we have for 10 years now. Um, Brian, I don't know if you saw it, but Rigel uh, sent us some shurikens to, to horse around with. Uh, celebrate our 10-year anniversary. Yeah, I'll play with those. Uh, and we're going to continue to do so. We are getting bigger and better as I speak, uh, working on opening up the Street Fight headquarters by the end of this month and into August, we'll be having our own spot, uh, studio to work from, and that should bring some new opportunities and things that we haven't been able to do before. So thank you to everyone that's been along for the journey. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. We're coming out of you, coming to you out of Columbus, Ohio, part of it all. And, uh, we're ready to spread this mess across the U.S. Um, we've got our next live show coming up September 16th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Club Cafe. $15, C Street Fight Live. I uh, can't wait to talk to all y'all and see everyone in person again. It's going to be an amazing time. Um, I'm going to get emotional for sure. So you got to be there. Uh, how are you doing this week, Brian? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, how are you? Doing well. Uh, I do have an issue, Brett. What's that? I have an issue that is probably as tragic as an issue could get with me. And it's not about my sex life. And it's not about any of that stuff. It's no Hedo stuff. My foot is fucked up, I think. I think I fucked my foot up. You need your foot to do all that walking. It's important. I, I know. Well, I still did my walk today. Uh, 13 miles as I, I figured i'd take it easy today and and i did uh here i'll look it up here 14 and a half miles um i was like i'll i'll take it easy because my foot hurts but boy it's one of those things where i know it's bad to keep walking on it yeah and i just keep doing it yeah you shouldn't do that i can't there's nothing else i can say except for you got to find something else to do because i know the time has to, you have to take time off for that stuff. It's crazy. It's two months. I mean, you got a whole fucking another life ahead of you and you're going to have to take six weeks off or something or whatever it is or find something else to do. Don't fucking say that two, six months is, is very long, but yeah, I, I, it's uh, nothing. It's a drop in the bucket of life. I, uh, uh, could lift weights for seven hours a day that's a good idea that. that will get you yeah. shredded just sit in my basement and keep lifting like get them arms moving for once if i could get my arms fucking going brett like think about uh, how my calves look my calves and legs i got some great stems you really. know something that's really impressive that would be a great workout for arms tries buys all of it back and everything learn to walk on your hands and become a guy that walks around columbus for miles at a time on his hands he did there's like a leg day and a hand day that's even that kicks ass because you know what when you think about it that's more than walking and one of the things i've always wanted in my life is to be like a local character yep. you know like i want to be a guy I, you know i've said this before 
probably on the show, but at one point I just I thought about carrying around Werther's originals. Sure. It's such an odd candy. Maybe chocolate reason, you know, resin or reason. Now, you know yeah. That? Like now that's how you make a legend. Werther's original is agreeable to everybody. You just think about your grandparents, but a, a reason it's just like, what is this fucking psycho doing? <laughs> this guy, and you just like whenever you leave a tip. You also leave a reason on it. So then Bizarre. think about it. Think about it. Because you leave a huge tip. Yeah. You leave a reason on it. There's a you reason. walk out. <laughs> then the next day, the, the next time you go in there, they're like, dude, that's the reason guy. He tips like fucking crazy. That's know? the reason. That's- yeah. I like it. I think actually it's, it works pretty well. Might adopt that. And it's not like I, that's how you become a a local sort of uh, uh, celebrity. But walking on your hands for six to seven hours a day, yeah, that is as that would be the most legendary dude, yeah, ever live in a city. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd have to get some sort of money from the city to be paid as like a local attraction. You'd also yeah. have to get some sort of glove, like uh, some sort of soul on your hands too probably yeah you would have to buy some some hand stuff just knowing that from the shoes issues i have i just had to order shoes today and uh uh because i think that's why my foot hurts is what i'm going with my shoes are wearing out so my foot hurts now and that's what i'm gonna go with but i and you know who fucking knows dude whoever knows it just started hurting yesterday and uh, when I'm in my shoes, I seem like I can walk better. But when I right when I get barefoot or in my uh, um, my slides, it it hurts really bad. So I don't I don't fucking know. I'm just okay. not gonna do anything about it. Also, a little bit of Hito Brian slash October news. Uh, uh, the guy that made the Sibian died. Right? Oh no! Yeah, at legend like something. At 90-something, he died. Yeah, he was, you know, ahead of his time. Knew the founding youth. That fucking guy, dude. He, like, you really could say he's given more orgasms than anybody. Like, yeah. he is responsible, which is a crazy thing to think about because he looks kind of like Mr. Rogers. Sure. You know, he even is kind of dressed like him. Right. This fucking guy was like so turned up. So he was so fucking horny, dude. That yeah. like he was like, I'm gonna invent a new dildo, is what he did. <laughs> yeah, he scientifically figured out a way to pop women off. I know. It's pretty fucking cool. I he got did, Yeah, yeah, he's a legend for sure. He is a fucking legend. Uh um, the next thing I wanted to get into was the did you see the story about the Burger King, Brett? No, I haven't in, heard. In, it's just a sign. The sign went viral, but I really dig it. So I'm going to read it. Employees at a Burger King in Nebraska recently made their resignations known by posting it to the sign outside of the fast food restaurant. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that's I spent all my time in those jobs imagining doing that stuff. Like the people that do it, um, like it, it was, we all could have got away with it. You're not going to go to like big time jail over do, like doing something like that. You're never going to, it's not like you're going to, you ruined your working uh, 
conditions forever. You didn't like, they'll still take you at any other shitty job in town, but you can at least like make it sting for management and the people involved while you're there. Yeah, that is smart too. And, And like, that is that, that saying the Marxist saying, like using the tool of the oppressor to like, to topple them (laughs) you're like finally using you're using their shit you know you can't if the burger king you work at sucks you can't burn it down although we would all love to be able to you know there is a piece of me that thinks that if you have an abusive boss you should be legally protected to burn down the place you work for but i understand they probably don't want people burning buildings down all the time but it would make bosses better. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, it sure. like, go ahead. It is it is like a good good thought to just be like you know, especially now with those scrolls that people have on the outside of the buildings, where all you have to do is just type something in a box, yeah, and you have control over the the thing. Like having to use the sign underneath the burger king logo on the burger king sign that's a tough one because you really got to do like economy of words you don't have a lot of characters there and also in those places like they give it to the good person that's like no i don't want to get in trouble i know i don't want to get in trouble like you can't fuck with it but like once they're once they've broken down like yeah it's you fucked up it is. That's funny also that you bring that up, like how much of a, a privilege it is to do the sign at a lot of jobs like that. Like that was like, that was top guy shit where I, when I worked at McDonald's, when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, everywhere I worked, like that was top, top, not the boss, not the main manager, but the lead the lead did that. I, they weren't going to let me do that. They probably sure. tried to tell something wrong. So, yeah, being able to just take that and being able to do that kind of kicks ass. Like, that is a way to do it. But anyway, the sign which said, we all quit and, sweetie pie, sorry for the inconvenience. It's yeah. Like, you could have put like the reason you quit instead of that because you shouldn't don't don't feel sorry for the inconvenience don't feel sorry for that that's not your fault yeah that's what we're here for to inconvenience people so they realize how fucked it up is to it is to work there yeah yeah but at the same time i get it it's like you were coming home and you wanted a whopper and that was the only thing that was going to make you happy and then you showed up here now you have to drive like two miles away and that is the workers caring for people for real. Cause they do act like, like Burger King workers aren't nice or whatever. Like fast food workers, a lot of times have the image of being, you know, very unkind and uncaring, right. which it's fair. When I did it, I had the same thing too. Anytime I've had a job that was as repetitive and in front of customers, like how the fuck are you supposed to, to care after like customer number like 1000 in your life? It's impossible. Yeah, I mean you're going to have to um make it a little interesting. It's going to have I guess. <laughs> What do you even do, though? Uh, my wife used to, like, when she worked at Red Lobster, 
she really, really, it, it's really a cool thing that she did. I mean, she, she's not a troublemaker. My wife, Katie, is not a troublemaker type. But when we started dating, she used to be so, like, she, she was like, I can be fake nice. Like, nobody's, like, nobody's better at being fake nice than me. Yeah. And it's like, that's a real customer service skill. And, like, she would show me her method. And I could never pull it off, ever. Like. Yeah, I mean, that's it's uh, I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, if you can lie your way through stuff um, or put up with some bullshit and keep things moving, it's golden. That's customer yeah. service. Let me try. Let me try. I'm going to go for it. OK, so I'm going to pretend that I'm working at Red Lobster. It is a Tuesday night and we have it's unlimited crab night or whatever. Unlimited lobster night. Lobster fest. It's fucking lobster fest. The wait, 45 minutes. Okay. We're going to mm -hmm. say the wait is 45 minutes. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, hey, welcome to Red Lobster. Uh, we're running a little wait here. It's going to be about 45 minutes. Is that okay with you, sir? And then the person be like, yeah. And I'll be like, all right, that's great. Good to go. And then leave. Ha that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. You solved the problem. Nothing comes closer. I didn't come close to my wife. And I have seen, like, once she told me about that, once she kind of was, like, bragging about it, now I'm like, I can't tell if this person's really being nice or not <laughs> when I'm getting food. Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think you should get in that, that thought process, really. Yeah. I think you gotta right. just got to go for, yeah, make it easy for everybody involved. Try to have a good time uh, and don't be a pain in the ass. And, uh, you know. Yeah, it is really when you're when you're trying to to make your living in in customer service or any of that stuff. It really is the path of least resistance to try as hard as you possibly can to be nice, because it's just if they they can make your job hell if you're not nice to them, you know, like, like if, if you start, if you just make everything with a customer, which I had been known to do sometimes too, cause I was just in a bad mood or whatever. But if you, if you just spend all day, not giving in to the customer service mindset, it can make for a really tough day. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. um, trying to get them off the phone is really the point for customer service. Like as right, far as I understood it. Right. And being nice is the easiest way to get them the fuck off the phone. No matter what, even right. if you're lying to them, right, just right, right. say it in a nice way Yeah, is, you know, my thing. Uh, so they all quit. And, and basically what they said, uh, what led up to this was the staff was fed up with their working conditions, including broken air conditioning in the kitchen that caused temperatures to sour into the, to, to go into the soar into the nineties. It's just so hot in there. She told CNN Flora said she ended up in the hospital to receive fluids for dehydration. Oof. She, along with eight staff members gave their two week notices at the same time and collaborated to send a final message to the management. We wanted a big laugh to them. So we all quit was, 
uh, uh, mainly to them. Some of the reactions to the sign showed support. One comment said, I have nothing but respect and an unfortunate craving for an egg and cheese croissant. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, hey, I get it. I get it. But I also have to, I'm going to be honest here. I get it. And also I want a croissant. Croissant witch. Croissant witch. Yeah. But I mean, that's the other thing is like, if I, I wonder if, if it was like really hot outside and the air conditioning in the front of the restaurant had been out, would they have closed the dining room because the air conditioner is out? Because that's something you hear a lot about is that the air conditioning is broken in the kitchen, but they're just like, we got to keep the place open. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, it's, you can't work around ovens and shit like that without any sort of help. Yeah. It's going to not for that. I mean, not for those, not for that money. Yeah. Flora said she and another resigning Should employee be for no money. <laughs> changed the letters on the sign early in the morning. And within a few hours, she got a call from upper management. He told me I needed to have it taken down. She said, I told him I couldn't do that because we were short staffed and lunch was just starting. Nice. And another boss came and asked, for her key and her card. After about six hours, the viral sign was replaced with one that said now hiring flexible schedules. I see that flexible schedules thing a lot. And it's like that's now for some reason, like uh, it's part of like everything. And it's like, if you're a worker, you should be enforcing your flexible schedule on them at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what the landscape is like. I have seen a lot of signs and everything. I'd love for people to call in and let us know. Yeah, I see a lot that say flex. Just that you have to ha you have to be what days you have to be available and shit like that. Which I mean, at most restaurants I worked at, they were not having you saying I gotta have Saturdays off or anything sure. like that. Like you always had to be available Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and at night which is that's what flexible schedules mean. It, it doesn't mean like, I mean, I guess also opening a lot of times is what flex, flexible scheduling means, but, um, or so, it just means that you never know what you're going to work each week. So you have to be flexible. Exactly. Egg fucking exactly. Put that so, on a croissant uh, sandwich. Yeah. You, you hungry for a croissant sandwich right oh, now? I would love to have one trying to get one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, what I did here for this week is I took a look, I took a trip, Brett, to police magazine. I, I oh, did cool. police magazine reading today. You have a subscription or what? No, I had to go to the website. Like that's the bummer really is I wouldn't mind having a subscription so I could read it, you know, every yeah, month we have to jack that shit. We have to figure out a. Hack it. Feel it. I, yeah, I don't know how we would ever be able to, like, I don't know who subscribes to Police Magazine, and I think maybe it's just the website. Really, they call it Police Magazine because they probably printed up one magazine years ago, mm -hmm. and now it's like, no, nah, it's just a website now. Really, it's just a web website with, like, really one guy updating it, and he calls himself the editor, and his name is Dave Smith. <laughs> Okay. So he writes a column called Patrol where he gives his opinions on the politics of the day 
and and uh, and things like that you know mostly police stuff he'll he'll a lot of times what i read is he'll talk about their new equipment like the big story in police magazine today is that they're going to give the police some kind of fucking fentanyl radar where okay. they'll be able <laughs> Where if they walk into a room, they'll be able to turn it on and it'll see if there's fentanyl in there. Okay. Closer and closer to Judge Dredd, sounds like to me. I believe that's not real, though. Maybe, just maybe, somebody's ripping off the government with a contract. Because Yeah. Is fentanyl in the air, I guess? <laughs> yeah. So it's a fentanyl testing machine. It was either that or I guess you could, it could be a thing where you... But they already have fentanyl testing kits, so you would just use one of those. I wouldn't. Yeah, at least get all kinds of money. These the police though, like the 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 story that we've had over and over again is that like somebody throws something in the air, or somebody touches something, or there's just like this, yeah, this puff of smoke of fentanyl outside, like on a playground where only the youngest kids are playing, and so <laughs> then maybe they would need like uh, some sort of alarm only the youngest and yes. most patriotic children are playing at this park yeah and, uh, kids that know their civil liberties and talk about freedoms and you know are just being born yes yes so they they, they you might like somebody might have been doing heroin on the playground the night before and dropped one little piece of fentanyl dust yeah and the police could come in in a biohazard suit like they're on the bomb squad and they could wave something around and see if there's like like there's like that uh uh what's that thing they use in the ghost ghostbusters the, the little the, trap little thing radar. they throw out no the radar thing where the two the the two antennas come up and they walk around and it's like an ecto detector maybe i know it might have something to do with ecto detector sure. but like that's what i'm picturing but they do have a picture of it and it looks like a speaking spell <laughs> that big it's dude it is bigger than it's two hands being held and there's still equipment like it's uh, it's like a small AM FM radio. <laughs> what? Yeah. They just like <laughs> swish it around in the air and it tells you if there's fentanyl. That's, I mean, that's like I said, it, this could be a company selling a, yeah. a, a fentanyl detector to the police because they know they're freaked out by fentanyl, you know? Makes sense. We should could, make dude. We should have. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of something more like a unit that you would clip onto like a lapel of your shirt or something. No, no, dude. It is for real, dude. It is a big fucking machine. That's why, why I don't like a fan. I would have like a fan that you put in the middle of the room that sucks everything in and then tests it instead. <laughs> I like this, this vacuum that you just bring into a room uh -huh. or, or it's a, it's a robot vacuum. Like that fucking dog they were using in New York. Oh yes. That you would send it in. It's like that. It's something like that, but it's a vacuum that you just, you send it in 
It stands in the middle of the room and it just <laughs> sucks every particle into it. Just so, yeah, a big, a big loud blower starts and then it shows readings on the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this police magazine, one of the things about police magazine uh, tagline law enforcement solutions <laughs> is that they are super fucking preoccupied with technology like almost like it's always oh hey they invented a new kind of flashlight <laughs> where it's like I, I mean okay don't you guys carry a flashlight you hit people with isn't that like the mag light you know yeah i mean you never realized how weaponized a flashlight can get you see the 2020 models you're like okay it's can't be more dangerous than that and then 2021 rolls around and these motherfuckers are killing machines it's a flashlight but it also is like a dagger for people's hearts it's a flashlight that when you hold it by the flashlight end it turns into like a cow cattle prod yeah it's like flip it around and next thing you know it's a cattle prod and they're just prodding you they would love that it's a mag light and then you unscrew the top and then swing it and it turns into a giant claymore sword that you can hold with two hands and just swing through any rioters or uh uh you know groups of people that need to be justified i do like the idea i it, it is like when you said a sword i thought what you were gonna say is which the technology of this is impossible to listeners before you before you send in a fucking email telling me this technology is impossible uh i was thinking a flashlight and then you press the flashlight button three times and a mace comes out of it but you couldn't fit the ball inside of the flashlight that's the fucking problem with that technology but that sounds like something they'd want so bad yeah eventually they'll get there yeah, I mean, I guess it could be like a telescopic almost sort of ball that, you know. They already um, have those, long, those fucking batons they can swing out. They do. They, the, the, uh, uh, yeah, because they carry the, that thing with the, hand, the billy club, right? They, they no. have that on. No, that extendable okay. stick, that fucking stainless steel stick that's like four feet long with the spring end on it. That's what they carry. They don't care fucking billy. I haven't seen a billy club on a cop. Really? They stopped no. carrying billy clubs? They, they carry blackjacks? I think that's what those are called. I'm no, not- blackjacks, that little last thing to hit people on the back of the head with. <laughs> oh, yes, it is a blackjack. You're talking about the steel thing? because they're legal- like a baton. It's like an extendable baton. Yeah, you can buy those in Columbus now. They're legal. I guess yeah. you could. You call that a billy club? I'm thinking of like the one that has the arm, pe- like the little uh, hand hold on it so you can like drive it in someone's motherfucking gut. Jeez, no, I don't, I don't remember. I did. They weren't hitting people with sticks here that they weren't, they were macing and pushing with shields Yeah, during last summer. Like it, it, they, they were aggressive, not like they weren't hitting people because they were just using the shields to like push you as hard as they can with it. But one of the things and their bikes. They turn their bikes into weapons. Speaking of like, you know, you're like, they never thought to use a flashlight as a weapon. It's like they have Smith & Wesson brand bikes that they, they, they fucking hit you with. I got yeah. hit with a fucking bike last yeah. year. Okay. So let's take a look at the homespun wisdom of Dave Smith. <laughs> 
writer for Police Magazine. We have a few pieces, but this one is the most recent one, Brett. June 22nd, 2021. So you have to think of it in, in terms of this too. We're a full weekend. This is his piece he's going to write for the 4th of July so that you can log on to Police Magazine on the 4th of July and you get to read a piece about the soul of America told through the eyes of a law enforcement cop. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what the O stands for. If it's official or, <laughs> but uh, uh, the, the beginning is great, Brett. I got to tell you, I, I actually posted this on Twitter today, but you got to hear it read out loud. Brett, this is how it starts. My wife, the Sarge, came into the living room and caught me crying again. I hate that. I was watching a tribute to the heroes of D-Day and a bunch of ancient warriors were singing their airborne song and crying. I was crying and dang it, I was caught. <laughs> so, okay. The, <laughs> the first thing we have to learn about him is his wife is called the Sarge. That's what he calls right. the old lady. And the Sarge don't like crybabies. She's, she's already got kids. You need to shape up or ship out, soldier. She she caught me crying and watching the heroes of D-Day, which he also calls ancient warriors, which is... Wait, what? He calls that... So he's sitting in the room watching a tribute to the heroes of D-Day, and he starts crying. But he calls it his ancient warriors? Yeah, he says... I hate that. I was watching a tribute to the heroes of D-Day and a bunch of ancient warriors uh, were singing their airborne song and crying. So I guess he, I, I guess he was watching like Band of Brothers or something. I, don't I mean, that's like a humble brag. I mean, really telling on yourself. Like when I watch like military stuff, I sob. And they're like, oh, yeah, I go bananas. I have to get committed sometimes. I've, I'm filled with so much passion for the troops. I put my head through the fucking wall the last time I felt passion for the troops. Okay. I was shaking and crying in the middle of the garage and Ashley had to come out and hold me because I was ready to bash everything because of the way that our veterans are treated. <laughs> I was having the worst day of my life. I saw a veteran get turned down using his veterans discount and what I did was I smashed the entire McDonald's up every single window and there wasn't anything they could do about it. Cause I'm a cop. Okay. <laughs> that is true. He is bragging about how he feels like the most deeply about soldiers. Nobody. Cause you know, most of these guys that are cops wouldn't admit they were crying. They don't want to admit that. No, he knows how to weaponize the emotion of it. You know, he, he thinks guys should never. I mean, this whole thing is about how guys should never cry. Guys should never have emotions. Guys should never feel bad. You know, they should never share that stuff. Uh, getting caught is is just all a cosplay of like Rambo ass ma machismo bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's cried like at something with his wife recently with the Sarge. Never recently <laughs> like him and the sarge were like 
watching a movie about a, a an older couple that's uh-huh. drifting apart or something like that and then they like go to a lake together and like they find each other's love and you know they their re their relationships reinvigorated and then his wife is watching it and she gets a tear in her eye because she's like i wish this dumb motherfucker would take me to like a lake resort and recommit to me and then he's just sitting over there looking at his phone like he's sneakily looking over at his phone he probably hadn't cried about like that kind of a tender moment it's not a tender moment to cry about guys carrying guns and shooting yeah so the Sarge's dad fought in the worst battles of the Korean War and told her mom upon returning home after the war that he thought the world was too terrible to bring children into. Okay, cool. <laughs> they told her, that guy told his daughter that, hey, yeah. you know, we were going to have a kid, but we thought the world that we would be giving to them is, is the worst thing it could possibly be. But then we decided, you know, on the other end, like, whatever. No, it's accidentally. It's just all accident. <laughs> but then they had... And lack the, of education. Yes. But then they had the Sarge's brother in her. That generation always stood up for the flag and the national anthem. And to shake your hand, that group and the World War II veterans created a thriving and growing America and handed it over to my generation of ingrates that created the mess we have today. Oh, God. <laughs> now he's one of those fucking people that, like, has to shit on his generation, but not in a way of, like, oh, you know, uh, kids these days... Uh, or, or back when I was in school, they didn't appreciate Frank Sinatra the way that my parents did. That it has to be in the way of like these motherfuckers, you know, they don't give a shit about the national anthem, which is true. He's right about all that. But there was also the same ass, the same, the same makeup of people has existed since the beginning of time so there were always people that knew this was all bullshit though too because he's he's reflecting on a time period that he didn't live to and ascribing a fantasy world that he wants to to go where there's zero accountability and he he doesn't have to be responsible for his beliefs or, or hear anything that says someone had a bad time in america right and it doesn't seem it does when you think about it it does seem so easy to live in the generation before yours. Always. It will always seem easy oh. to live there because you went through it. I mean, there's, meme, I've to, there's memes about like my parents when they were in their 20s. Let's buy a house. I was like, are you kidding me? No, my parents didn't buy a fucking house in their 20s. <laughs> this, you're crazy. It was People were broke back then too. Like if you were born trash, your parents were always, there's no... There was no prosperity 20 years ago. We were way out of it by then, even. No, or, or even in the 1950s, dude. There were all there were so many black people, uh, uh, women, uh, just general poor people, any kind of any person of color at that time, any sure. queer person, uh, uh, any of the anybody, like that 
life was fucking miserable for them. But he imagines a world where like you could just praise America and, and people were openly shut out of believing or being themselves or existing. That's true. That's what he thinks. Like we really cracked the whip on anybody from being different from American. Now he goes in Brett. Now he's going to go in on his generation again. The folks who were throwing frisbees on the mall at our universities years ago never left. They have now educated us into a time of real crisis. I write this knowing I risk being canceled by the oddly totalitarian liberals as well as censored when I try to post this later on the authoritarian Facebook or other social website. Shut up, you catty ass motherfucker. (laughs) Who cares? How old are you to give a fuck about getting canceled? By the yeah. way, <laughs> who is this guy that's flipping? Who's this baby boomer that is worried about getting canceled? A cop that's worried, of, buddy. You're a cop, dude. You're already canceled. All of them are canceled. Every one of them. <laughs> so, because I mean, like. When you talk about being canceled uh, uh, in the world that they're talking about, it's just because people like us don't like them. Is what? Yeah, it is. because they can't run rampant and do whatever they want, and and they aren't like people won't shut them up uh, if if there's critiques made about them. They're, yeah, I I mean these people are insufferable, and and the the I just I don't know the, what level of convincing I could ever offer to them. You know, because they just live in a fucking fantasy. They do. I mean, just the idea that you can educate us into a real time of crisis and that that is not the really fucking bullshit way they teach history in, in public schools. Like people's main idea of what history is, is what has sent us into a crisis. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, even with all this CRT crazy shit, it's like it's not happening in any sort of American public schools. I mean, you get a total bullshit education that isn't worth a goddamn when it comes to like historical facts or or perspectives. Like it's still dog shit. Any points of view, any point of view that's like maybe the constitution constitution, maybe the constitution isn't the most perfectly written document ever in the history of the world because you will i don't know if they're still teaching it but i know they love that fucking thing which is you have to explain so in high school you do have to explain the constitution because that is actually the rules we live under yeah but like the way they teach it is i mean it was the greatest document in the history of the world is what i learned about the constitution (laughs) So yeah, we had to learn all the intricacies and why it was the most special and best document ever created. Yes. And it's a crummy document on on a really, they they couldn't line, put lines on the papers. Like that was out of their realm of possibility. Come on. And I would just say, um, things sound good on paper, but we have to acknowledge the results, which are extremely bad for most of us. Yeah. Yeah. And getting worse. We also have to look like if the constitution is really great and you could really pull it off. If I thought you could pull it off in practice, 
It's like, whatever, man. I would like somebody to basically say that I have freedom of speech, that I can't go to jail for something I've said. I would like that. That's great. But I, I, I don't even think that's real and practical. Yeah. Because the people that they surveil and stuff like that are people that are actually saying things. That's yeah. you get surveillance and then they fucking get thrown in jail. And taking control of everything, including banking and ag agriculture and our daily lives to ensure that the people at the top get most of the money that's created from the labor that we put in. Uh, yeah, not, not a fucking great document. No, crummy fucking document. The folks, okay, so, so he's mad. This is a critical race theory, like, push. I don't think that they want to talk about race on police. No, never. The website. No, they're colorblind <laughs> over there. We see wrong, you know. We just have to stop it. We strictly <laughs> patrol black neighborhoods, and wouldn't you believe it, there's crime over there once we look for it and convince ourselves it's happening constantly. Once we lift up every rug in the neighborhood, we find people that are, are like smoking weed and stuff. And, and that's a big crime, I guess. So I was amazed at all the glittering generalities and big lies today's propaganda outlets spew without any facts. We we're told those who disagree should learn to think critically. <laughs> he did think critically in quotes. <laughs> Yeah, he hates that. <laughs> Critical. Did you hear uh, on the episode uh, like a couple weeks ago on YKS, they had this Blue Lives Matter wallet, like yeah. a registration wallet, okay, for your car. So you would shut, you know, those things where you can shove the stuff in. The, the license and registration. Yeah, you can hand it over and say, hey, I'm on your team. Yeah, yeah, they had one of those. And one of the things that was one of the versions of it was one that had like the amendment against search and seizure. And the cops were like, buddy, we can't fucking don't take that off there. Yeah, the Kickstarter consulted with the cops uh, and we're like, hey, check this out. We're Blue Lives Matter. We want people to know their rights, you know, and they have a right to know what is unlawful search and seizure. And the cops were like, yeah, we don't want people knowing that though. We like we, that you're you're hindering us. You're shooting us in the foot here. You're not a friend of the police anymore. You're busting our balls over here. I mean, what's going on? Jesus. Well, why would you give them any information? Now, how are we going to catch all these criminals and crooks? You know, if once they have power, they're going to use it against us. <laughs> I love also at but the words think critically in quotes. It's like thinking Critical thinking is not a negative thing any time ever. It's not like yeah. something you sound extreme because it's two words that mean something very specific. I mean, that attacking is very funny. Yeah, I would say actually they mean a lot and a lot to me. Um, finding my way out of like uh, conservative upbringing um, but I even talked about this a little bit on Radio Free Tote Bag um, that like I'm not really into censoring what my daughter hears as far as like relatives and friends of friends or school friends. Um, you know, I, I don't I'm not going to like just sit around and like 
hear some racist shit and say nothing. Um, but you know, the dog whistly stuff and the bad conservative opinions, um, my point of view is more of critical thinking where I want her to take every opinion she hears and, and run it through like a checklist of like, is this harming somebody else? Is this judgmental of somebody else? You know, does this hurt, hurt people that need help? Uh, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like at the end of the day, uh, critical thinking will lead you to believe that like the cops are awful and don't need to be around like this fuck these fuckers that run around thinking about a 1950s America while they beat the shit out of anybody that doesn't believe in it or represent it or fucking look like it they don't have like a BVD on with a smokes wrapped up in their their pocket then they're fucked I and and you know what back then those guys were the some of the ones the cops were beating up. Now they want us to act like greasers. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Put the tight pants and the white T-shirt and the leather jacket on and be like, hey, you know, sometimes I get on the other side of the law, but actually I love America. I mean, this is all their shit, too. I mean, not even for the cops, but I, I you know, for for just your regular old conservative anymore, it's like I'm a fucking patriot, okay? Um, but I'm also like a fucking outlaw. Like I do whatever I want. I will, I live how I want. I don't ask nobody. I live free. And that's because I strictly follow the United States government and think that the police are in charge of everything. Like I, I buy into this and I'm also like an outlaw biker at the same time. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, bikers for Trump were like the funniest version of that. Yeah. I, I, you know, wearing a cut for like, <laughs> Rocker so, patches. Yeah, wearing cuts and patches and shit like that. And it's just like, God, I love the president and the police, you know, and my life has been very easy since I kissed every cop's ass that I've ever met in my life. Since when I see a police officer, I say, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And then ask to kiss his ring before uh, uh, he lets me go again. I believe in freedom, and that's why I ride from town to town with a chain, and I swing my chain at anybody that don't act American enough, not in the way that I like it. That's how I make them be free like me, because they're living wrong if they aren't free like me. Yeah, yeah. So here, here he goes a little bit in here. Um, I listened to some of today's politicians talk about undefined national sins require defunding or reimagining American law enforcement without the slightest mention of the consequences or the end of such such actions will be, which is crazy because truly the like politicians are so afraid of the fucking police that if they're saying reimagining. They don't mean anything by it. They're not going to do anything. That's they never do anything. Yeah. About and uh, uh, they usually reimagine themselves with more benefits and like an easier job. Yeah. Maybe if we pay them more, they will be less racist. Like maybe has anybody thought that if we gave them like $50 million a year each that they might be so happy they don't have time to be racist. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, okay. I don't know what the consequences of the actions would be, but I think we could drastically cut back on the cops. And then also nobody ever talks about like just emptying the streets. No, <laughs> it's not what I'm saying. I, I mean, politicians, number one, 
don't I talk about abolishing the police. I think we could abolish the police and everything would be fine. But I also understand that there's going to be something in place. Something will replace them and do the bare minimum of stuff that they should be fucking doing. The 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 very small amount of stuff that you like that we do need people who are willing to like I don't know like break up a nasty fight or like uh, uh thwart a robbery or something like that if you could pull that off like that'd be great but really the police are just going around fucking bothering people anyway like that's all they do all day like little fucking gnats just bothering people that's their whole job um so anyway he's like instead of leadership we get demagoguery Instead of cogent visions of the future, we get mythical egalitarian dreams that might just work if you were dealing with a different species than man. So now the police have so much anger at people even. He's just like, people can't fucking live together without shooting each other. That's just some people's nature is killing each other um yeah uh, yeah i mean uh i mean absolute asshole (laughs) yeah such egalitarian nonsense always and i challenge you to find an exception leads to tragedy the code word equity simply means that we need to take everyone to a final destination in life that invariably is impoverished and miserable that is number one it's equality is the word you're thinking of not equity i don't think i think equity is like a home buying term or something <laughs> like yeah, a you get equity in your house your but, properties uh, but yeah so he he doesn't think it's possible that if we made some sort of a, a an egalitarian equal life that we could do it in a way where we like what does he think is happening does he is he acknowledging that like certain people should be able to siphon off a lot more? Yeah. That's shit? What, yeah. Equ- that's what the equity thing is about is equity is like a promise of like an equal outcome. Like everybody gets a house, everybody gets a job, everybody makes X amount of dollars uh, for them. Like equality is where like, Oh, we're all treated equal and you can't get fired for being, you know, a different race than white. So we did it, you know? Yeah. Uh, governments through the ages have tried to control the masses in many ways. England banned the bagpipes in Scotland. I mean, that is such a fucking pointless thing to that is some fucking thing. Some guy has been bugging his fucking friends and kids about for fucking 15 years. That fact that, oh, the king tried to ban bagpipes and you know what if i had been alive at that time i would have been a cop and i would have enforced the bagpipe ban uh uh bonnie prince charles scared the heck out of the sassanacs english to non-scots they also banned teaching welsh and irish gaelic several times to no avail uh this guy must be irish because he says aaron go bra so yep this guy i know this guy pog mahone yeah, I know this guy so well, I think. 
He's got a wife he calls Sarge. He talks about uh, uh, the 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 uh, uh, Irish stuff from England. Like they, he like that is another thing that like man cave dudes that like have you know they the whole basement's painted with or is hanging with Ohio State Buckeyes or whatever the team is in your town, and also mingled with Irish stuff. So there'll be like a four leaf clover, but it has a scarlet and gray. Yeah. <laughs> no, Claude, calf tattoo. Yes. Yes. There is that kind of guy. And I'm reading that in this guy. So culture is a resilient thing. And the United States is a deeply individualist society. I mean, that's, that's just something people say. No, that's <laughs> absolutely true. It's the downfall I, of all of us. But it's not, that's true, but it's, it's not something that has to exist. I mean, if you're going to call it the United States, then yeah, uh, a deeply individualized place is, is necessary. But if you are trying to do something, like if everybody's sort of uh, uh, working together to a common goal, which is eradication of, of like poverty and all that stuff, like no war, none of that, you know, we're all kind of sharing, like knocking capitalism out and having some different version of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Is like, uh, uh, we ha I firmly believe that we do have that. It's not human nature that we can't make, like that we couldn't live like that. Like we wouldn't yeah. try to cut each other's throats if everybody was fed and happy. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. I believe that too. Yeah. Their whole thing is always like, you can't be happy though. So uh, yeah, like uh, everybody loves constantly racing to Sam's club every weekend to spend $300 on shit. They don't need and have no real meaningful friendships except for like, you know, work, work husbands and work wives, you know? True, true. So that is true. I never thought about how like m a lot of people's only friends in the whole world are just the people they work with and they never talk to them out of work. They right. Just go home to their partner and they sit and they watch whatever's on TV and then they go to work like they never talk to anybody outside of that group of people and with that group of people the conversation is so kind of uh i mean it's it's relegated to what is uh, uh proper at work yeah safe like, comfortable so you're in, yeah you're in these boundaries already when you talk to those people so you're always i mean if you're a conservative you're always being like but one thing's better under trump you know, you're always trying to pull something. Like yeah. That. <laughs> but, uh, uh, or, or they'll say, this is what every like conservative work guy probably does. He goes like, yeah, I mean, I'm not political or anything. I don't, I don't watch the news or anything like that. Um, I do think things were a little bit better in like 2016, 2017, 2018 and 2019. <laughs> yeah. But then they'll say, like, I don't like Trump. I don't like Trump as a person. I think he's kind of gross. Uh, although there are people that, like, also like him as a person. So, 
Yeah, we the big one I had, I had a big, I had an undercover conservative, somebody that thought like they always claimed they were like so down the middle, like no, it was I guess it was no spin zone time, um, but they would be like, there's shovel ready jobs in Columbus, and like we just can't get it moving. There's no investments, and, like they were so because it was Obama times, so they were just saying that like, you know, nothing is happening because Obama, yeah, restricting yeah. everything, and like there's people that want to work and they just can't. Because Obama said no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, that is a little bit better than the conservatives that just think everybody's ripping off unemployment and welfare, sure. right? Like, it's one step up. It really is kind of a right center position that those, that like a lot of people, like, really, that like a lot of Americans stake out. I mean, when, when, when you're going to work and you're talking to your coworkers and that's depending on where you're at, but they're mostly going to consider themselves a, a centrist, a, a moderate, you know, they don't want to be either side, but I have found in my life that most of those people lean Republican <laughs> every time. That's all they're yeah. doing. The centrists on the 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 lib centrist i feel is not the same cuz because if you're a a liberal centrist then there is so much investment in knowing the right stuff where if you're no lib centrist is centrist sorry well you're you're supposed to read the books and listen to npr and shit like that where if you're a conservative centrist it's okay to just be like i have a gut feeling you know i i feel like i like this guy I trust him i mean lib centrist is so easy to be and i actually had to deal with this in like my dating life um where i i made an uh all cops are bastard statement and they really wanted me to admit that one cop was good just one out of like every single one that's ever done it there was one decent one and I was like, I'm not going to say that. Like, you've got the wrong person. Ah. It's so easy to be that um, in the, it's just, you just have to like throw the blanket on any sort of ideas that would solve our problems for real or address uh, the world as it actually is without any sort of niceties and like fun outfits for work and, and like, you know, powerful speeches and stuff, you know, like they're just, it's easy to be lip centrist and just say, uh, we can't take care of people. We can't have anything good. Nothing will ever be right, you know, because there's Republicans. Can I ask you, uh, uh, did you meet this person in person? Now, I'm fascinated with this conversation you found yourself in. Was this text or did you meet them in person? No, this was in the middle of that movie Spiral, that new Saul movie. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like super A cab. And then I was kind of like halfway or into it. I was like, oh, yeah, man, fuck the police. And they were like, well, yeah, I know somebody so-and-so. And I was like, yeah, no, fuck the police. Like every last one of them. Cause that's just something it's like, I'm you're, I don't want to be around you if that makes you uncomfortable. Um, so I just really dug my heels in there. Did they say that it was a person in their family? No, just somebody they some, knew some guy they went or some guy or woman. They went amorphous blob. It, yeah. It was just some amorphous yeah. person that was supposed to like root for. And I'm like, not never ever. <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah. I don't know what I would say in that situation. That is, I probably, I mean, you are a lot more upfront of a person like 
I wasn't being mean. I wasn't being judgmental. I was just saying, I was literally just saying like where I stand is it's every single one. Uh, And that's just like that weeds people out. That's true. I mean, if they're asking you to defend the police or a police officer, I mean, because I've said this on the show before, I have cops in my family and fuck them. You know, I, I have one cop in my family, but I honestly feel fuck them to me. That's like the, just the way I think I don't, I'm not trying to, I, and she's a fine, pleasant enough person when I'm around her on like Christmas and shit like that. But like, she has an authoritarian streak in her that is really fucking disturbing to me. And I don't like it. And she's in my family, but I talk to her like a person and like, I would never defend the police like, or her. Even if, if something happened where she was standing there with the shield during like the, uh, during like uh, uh uprising during any kind of protest, I wouldn't hesitate. I wouldn't treat her any different than any of the other cops. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at is um, I'm not going to take away the fact that like some cop made brunch on vacation, like made really good scrambled eggs on like your Virginia beach vacation. Like I didn't say he's a bastard for that. Like if you're not read up and you don't know why the whole institution is rotten and has to be, and you're not ready to get rid of it all. Like you're not ready to be around me. I'm just going to make you uncomfortable. True. True. I mean, that is a good point too. If you're dating and you know, you do have this, I think, I think the smartest thing that you're thinking about really is that, you know, that there are certain people that like that you have extreme views, right. In the world, like you're, you're a person that most people would say has extreme views and like, you do have to weed people out in that way, because at some point, something's going to happen. Maybe you'll be driving by the police and they're fucking harassing some guy. And you're like, man, fuck those guys, man. Why are they harassing people? And then they're like, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> like goes into like a, sometimes people have to be harassed because uh, that's the way the world works. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. Um, I don't know. It is the, the way that some people act kind of progressive, but really aren't about it when it gets down to it is, is really what it comes down to is drilling into that, that like point of understanding also, because like it was that, that George Floyd thing was easy to do with like sharing Instagram posts. If you weren't down there, um, you were able to act like you were really down with stuff, but like how much reading did you actually do? How much did you adopt that into like your worldview? You know, like that's where I'm at. I agree. I agree. I mean, listen, it's just, you did something that I would never be able to do. I mean, I've been with my wife for, I think for close to 22 years for 22 years. I've been with my wife for 22 years. Yeah. 420 for two years. That's cool as fuck. Hell yeah. If she, so anyway, I've been with her for 22 years and, uh, I would bring it up to her if she said something like, oh, some cops are good. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, we need to talk about this. <laughs> but like, if I was out, even with somebody I didn't know, just 
somebody I don't know who's like, yeah, you know, I like some of the police. I think there's some good ones in there. Uh, uh, I'd probably be like, oh, well, okay. And just like go away. Like I wouldn't affirm it for them, but because I just don't like to be uncomfortable like that. But I guess I, sh- I shouldn't. Yeah, it's a different it scenario. Like- yeah, that's true. I don't have to see those people again. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I don't have a lot of extra time in my life. I'm I'm, and, and so I, I'm very choosy about who I'm spending it with. I like it, man. I mean, that is a real empowerment speech. It's like it's like a Beyonce type thing. I like it. <laughs> it is. It really is. It is. You sound like Beyonce. Well, I think we did it. Uh, I'm gonna sprinkle in more of these police magazine articles for uh uh maybe over the next like month or two i have a few i have uh um i have the soul of what we just read the soul of america i has i have what is to become of us an open letter to america and perhaps one it's called our gilded rage so i'm sure they're gonna say like we have cell phones so we shouldn't be mad about anything (laughs) that louis ck bit yeah but, uh, that's the show thanks for listening to street fight and uh we are doing a fundraiser um eric deal uh said he wanted to paint my car i told him he could do could do it but we want to uh make sure that we can raise money for a good cause so if you head to store.streetfightradio.com there is the improved brett's car fundraiser and we set up some goals uh, at ten dollars we'll send you a sticker in the mail at $25, we'll send you a, a patch and a sticker in the mail. And then Eric has uh, some etchings that he did. He's got 20 of them if, you're, if you want to do $100 or more. And we'll also send you the, uh, the patch and sticker as well. So if you want that to happen, uh, if you want to help support this, uh, the half of the money that we raise is going to the Hopi uh, Tutskawa Permaculture Institute. Uh, an indigenous-led organization that builds houses for local Hopi residents and provides education and building and farming in Northern Arizona. So if you want to throw in on that, um, he's going to come airbrush my car no matter what happens, but this will make it a lot easier. Uh, He's a very talented person, and uh, uh, I'm honored to get a Black Panther, a Cobra, and a wizard tattooed, or tattooed, uh, painted on the side of my Prius. It's tattooed too. I it's mean, kind of a tattoo. Like, it's forever. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna fucking go pay for a paint job. No, yeah. it's yeah, that's the car forever. I mean, I guess <laughs> do it till the <laughs> wheels pop off. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys on uh, I will see you on Sunday. Uh Drew Toothpaste is gonna co-host with me. And uh uh Colin show will still be there. So we'll wait, see. You're you doing then. the wait, you're doing the Colin show this Sunday? Uh, yes. With Drew? Yes. Okay, so it's happening. I'm not going to be here. Uh, I have to other business to attend to, but there will be a call-in show this Sunday. And there will be a show on next It's Drew Week. It's Drew Week on Street Fight. Yeah, Drew Spears will be my co-host on Street Fight, and Drew Toothpaste will be there for the call-in show. So I will still be here. Get ready for Drew Week on Street Fight Radio. Peace.
Then 